It's Friday already. Like, I don't even know what happened to this week. But today, I mean, this is kind of appropriate. We're talking about this stuff at the end of the week. GM going super. Apple's real-time charging status and Gen Z likes to shop. But where do they no. like to shop is the question. Where? Where do, where they, like do they like to shop, Paul? We will answer that question and more. So and this more. morning, quick story. <laughs> yeah, and more and more and more. Um, this morning, I was driving in. And uh, there was like state trooper cars blocking all these streets off. I was like, this isn't good, right? Like, well, is there a okay. standoff somewhere that I should know about? Especially in Syracuse, you're like, man. Uh, <laughs> this is a real, it's like right down the street from our studio. It's not that kind of neighborhood. And, um, and so they stop. And then I see a group of people running around the corner, probably like at 20 people, like running, like a race, holding yes. flags and this and following it. I was like, oh, it's a special like military thing. Following it was an RV that's this, it's just like 200 mile run. And right on the side, it said, proudly sponsored by Saratoga Honda. I have a little video of it. And it's it's this 200 yes. mile military honoring run. I got that's some footage. That's my dealership right there. I know. Military and, long runs, and, RVs. These people are my people. And and <laughs> that's right. More than more than we even know. They're, they're about... They're, right now, we're about 100, 120 miles or 100-ish miles from Saratoga, so they're probably coming to Syracuse and going back. But I don't know. We'll, we'll find that story. Maybe we'll talk about it in our email. But yeah, it just made, made me it. smile on the way, and I was like, there we go, automotive. Running through the streets there early in the morning. Early Running in the morning. through the streets early in the morning on a Friday morning. Oh, so good. You got to so get good. to it. We're, we're only a few minutes away from David Long's All Things Used Cars. If you don't check it out on a weekly basis, do it. If you can't be there live, you can listen to the replay. We always put it in the Monday morning email. We give you a little recap. It's always good. We're talking about personal branding for salespeople today. It is a highly contested topic. Very contested. Nonetheless. Very, very contested. And uh, I've got a little bit of, you know, there, there's a little bit of a Darren Doan in me, I think. Oh, great, morning, great. So. Here come the yeah. apology emails. Oh, well, let's get into some news. <laughs> Following a similar announcement with Ford last month, Tesla and Je not going to tell. I'm not going to say that we said so, <laughs> but we said so. You can go we, back and check. The tape. So you can check the tape. Following the a similar announcement with Ford last month, Tesla and General Motors are partnering to give GM electric vehicles access to da -da, Tesla Supercharger Network. GM will also integrate uh, Tesla North American Charging Standard connectors into all their EVs from 2025 onward. Uh, obviously, to this is uh, in part trying to boost electric EV adoption um, while enhancing access to a charging network. So GM's, of course, this was announced, by the way, on Twitter spaces. Um, of course it was. <laughs> Why not? Yes. Um, this will nearly double the amount of chargers available to its customers, potentially saving the co uh, company $400 million in infrastructure investments. Here's a quote. Oh, it all yep. is money. And actually, we didn't cover this, but Tesla is probably going to be um, eligible for a lot more federal funding to expand its charger network. So it's a big deal for Tesla Isn't as well. Um, here, here's a quote from uh, Elon Musk. Uh, you have our full support. Oh, you have our full support, and we're incredibly excited to partner with you on this and just really make it a fantastic electric vehicle experience, whether somebody is driving a car from GM or from Tesla. Elon said that. Let me, <laughs> let me translate that real quick. We would gladly allow you to let all of your users see our brand every time they, they charge park. your vehicle on our <laughs> charging station. And it's going to be great. And get very... <laughs> 
very aggressive glaring stares from all our vehicle owners who used to be, oh, it's just going to, like Tesla owners are like, they better put more charges out because I don't know if we can live with this. Uh, Mary Barr said, we have a real opportunity here to really drive this to be the unified standard for North America, which I think will even enable more mass adoption. So this is the standard, man. It's over. It is can I give over. You, can I give you the can I give you the layman's term on that quote? Yeah. <laughs> well, our brand wasn't strong enough to figure out charging on its own, so we just hooked up with someone else. Let's go. Oh <laughs> man, I don't know. Hate mail today. I'm gonna I get don't so think much it's a brand. Mail. It's a brand. No, no, I don't. I just... Hey, look, I think I think this. You know, we looked at come uh, last month. There was uh, the federal. Um, the group that's coming together to look at the charging infrastructure, to look at what is necessary for charging ports and standardization. And I think that these moves are probably coming on the heels of collaboration like that, more integrated talks between many of these manufacturers. And we're going to see more of this. I mean, I'm actually, I, I keep, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to think I'm going to make a shirt. Collaboration is critical. Uh, it's going to be the theme of our of a SodoCon coming up, but we see this at every level, whether it be OEM or industry partner or dealer, consumer, we just have to continue that mode. Uh, it just makes it easier on the consumer. So uh, consumers are just going to have an easier uh, charging network. Speaking of easier charging. Uh, Segway. Uh, so uh, we know we got some sneak peeks on iOS 17, but with its release, Apple Maps will now show real-time charging availability information for EVs further enhancing features for its owner. A couple of really cool features. Um, they can You can set your preferred charging network, whether that's you know the Tesla network, wink, wink, Ford, and GM, or Electrify America, ChargePoint, et cetera. Um, you can also tell it what type of EV you have. So when it displays the charge points, it will only display ones that work with your vehicle. That's like super so smart. Super like just an easy and practical solution to that. Uh, in addition... Um, Oh, I, wasn't gonna, I got lost my oh here's the cool one in addition to the charging station like locations it will show you how many ports are available at that location yeah I wonder like if what's it, being used it'd be cool if it could show a queue as well i mean like right there has to be some more integration for that to happen but right. it can show you if ports are available right so obviously if ports are available you can go if they're full you can try to find another one if you can currently uh this feature is only accessible uh, in cars that support Apple Maps EV routing, like the Ford Mustang Mach-E, the Porsche Taycan, uh, which more with more EV makers expecting to integrate it, but now it's on your phone, man. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's that's that that's the whole thing. Once they once it's in Apple CarPlay and Apple Maps is just using it, this is going to be. This is actually one of the times where I feel like Apple Maps has been a leader in. Uh, infrastructure upgrades. Yeah. I mean, I think Waze has some level of EV charging structure built into its into its UI, um, but I think this is actually pretty. This is ahead of of the majority of the market, which is it's an interesting. Like you always think of Apple as being so ahead of the market, but it's funny they always like they actually lag about two to three years typically. Yep, because they're coming out with something that nobody else could even imagine or dream of. <laughs> um, but this is something where I think that they're actually leading the charge. Um, no pun intended. It's something that I think they're gonna. Yeah. Oh, oh, he said leading I the charge. A what? <laughs> if I had but a, there, it is. Oh man, I can't even recover. After uh, okay. I just could. I couldn't get over it. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Uh, I was gonna say, speaking of things that can't, people that can't get over it, but that would have been the wrong segue into the next one. Well, you already <laughs> said it out loud. So segue time. 
I didn't really mean it. It just, you know. He was like, I was going to say Baba Dishkibidi Baba Da Bop. Hey, according to a new report by the International Council of Shopping Centers, woo! Did, who, who knew we had one of those? That sounds like who a knew fun, we had an international. That sounds like a fun conference right there. <laughs> Gen Z enjoys shopping in real life stores every bit of, as much as they do online. Uh, of, on respondents, ninety five uh, percent of Gen Z says they enjoy online shopping, while ninety seven also appreciate shopping in physical stores. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a Clear balance in what they enjoy. 30% of Gen Z shoppers cited immediate access to products as a key reason for in-store shopping. Uh, while 28 actually like the tactile, so the touch and feel of seeing, touching, and trying products. Um, and 11%, this is, this is, I'm surprised this wasn't like higher on the list, preferred to avoid shipping costs. So like they're, they're looking at that balance of those few dollars on should I get it shipped or should I make the drive over to uh, the local store? Um the other key part is a lot of the the shopping that's happening in retail establishments are discount retailers that don't have uh, a lot of their products online, like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, and then Walmart. I mean, that's that's obviously like they have a, a large online component to what they do. Um, but it is it's just interesting because you would you we've just heard like everyone's going online. Everyone's going to take it online, especially Gen Z. They only like to shop on their phone. But the reality is, is that there's a balanced shopping matrix in the way that they like to engage with the products that they they can either touch and feel or be a part of. So I think there's cool. a lot of lessons here. Um, I think back to several years ago in automotive when we were talking about autonomous driving is going to and ride sharing is going to end the industry as we know it didn't happen. Uh, the retail apocalypse. Everyone's only going to buy things online didn't happen, especially the younger people, didn't happen. And I think what we're seeing is just, uh, maybe we'll learn from this, I don't think we will, but the the bottom line is it it always ends up being a bit of a both and when it comes to retail, right? Because there's no way you can have both. And here we see Gen Z, an incredibly savvy generation with with kind of like taking multiple options and crafting it into a something that that kind of gives you the best of all worlds, leveraging one way to do it for these benefits, leveraging another way to do it for these benefits, and being able to live really well in the balance of both of those things. Sometimes I'll do it this way, sometimes I'll do it this way. And so um, from a car buying or car shopping experience, I think the data is already showing us that people like to come into the stores. Hear that? They like to come into the stores. Right. They like to come into the store. So they like that. Well, and here's 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 where I would balance that. And just to be careful to be just like, oh, they like coming here. It's going to be all good. They're, they're, like, yeah, we said the word the balance that they like to do. <laughs> right. right? It, well, one, the balance of being online. But look at the way that they like to shop in these stores is like, oh, a lot of them are shopping in discount retailers that kind of have a unique way of placing products that have a unique experiential nature to them. You know, they like seeing, touching, trying products. So how do you integrate the way they li- uh, that this generation likes to shop in store and not just by default go, oh, they'll show up, yeah. right? I don't, I, I think that's the warning is like, oh, they're showing up again is not just the solution there. It's they're showing up to the places they want to show up. Mm-hmm. And so- Make sure that your crafting experience is around places that people want to show up. That's it. Well, this may be the shortest show we've had in quite a while. Boom. We got a clubhouse to get to, but man, we did get after it. It was a lot of fun too. Hey, whatever you're doing tomorrow, we hope you have a great day on the floor selling cars, being with your family, whatever it is.